0: Kale here. So have you ever stubbed your toe in the middle of the night, you know, you, you, you get up to use the bathroom or whatever, and uh, you can't see anything, it's dark and and you, your foot managed to manages to find the, the edge of the bed post or um, the hamper or whatever it is, you know, your dresser and and your, your toe always manages to find the exact spot. To stumble and just shoot shockwaves of pain up your entire body, and it's the middle of the night. You're trying not to scream your head off. Ever been there? Well, that didn't happen to me recently, but that's the first thing I thought of when I looked at the word stumbling block, which is what we're going to be talking about today in our series. Uh, this is a continuing series that we've been in for several weeks now about making wise. Biblical decisions, and so if this is the first video you've clicked on the series, make sure you go back a couple of videos until you find the first one about, um, which would be the introduction to the series of making wise biblical decisions. And uh, we've been going through a flow chart that I've got here that isn't a legalistic set of rules, but rather just a guideline for you—a a guideline of biblical principles that uh, hopefully are in an easy format for you to remember or to think through the next time you're trying to make a hard decision and so the first week we talked about like if you're not sure whether you should do or or not do something um you the first thing you should think about biblically is is it sin because if the answer is yes then don't do that thing right but if you're not sure or if it's one of those things it's like ah man i you know the bible doesn't speak on this specifically well then you go to the next question okay can it harm my testimony? And so last week we started talking about uh, this idea of liberty in Christ. We have liberty in Christ because he's freed us through his grace and his uh, atonement for sin on the cross, but we don't have liberty to just go around ruining the name and the testimony of Christ by by living and making dumb decisions. Um, we have liberty in Christ, but our liberty, and this is the key, um, discernment comes with being able to balance our liberty in Christ with our testimony for Christ. We saw that last week. And discernment is that ability to judge and to understand the difference between two things. And that's what so much of the world and and Christians today are lacking is discernment, biblical discernment specifically, between right and wrong, and good and bad, and wise and unwise. And so if we're trying to get discernment, then what we need to do is we need to be able to balance our liberty in Christ, with our testimony for Christ, and this week we're going to see the second part in liberty. Um, and and the idea is if the discernment comes from being able to balance our liberty in Christ with our um, oh goodness, sorry guys, I had it written down here, and then I and then I lost it. There, I've got it written in my notes there you go discernment comes with the ability to balance your liberty in christ with love for other believers so last week we talked about our testimony for christ that specifically was in regards to the lost world but now when we start talking about being a stumbling block in this next question on our flow chart it's the idea of balancing our liberty in christ with our love for other believers and so let's look back at this flow chart here We've determined, or we're not sure if it's sin or not, so we've moved on to, can it harm my testimony? And we've either decided that no, it can't, or we're not sure, and we've moved on to the next question here, which is, can it be a stumbling block? Can it be a stumbling block? And this this word, this phrase, uh, stumbling block, comes specifically from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8 and 9, where it's talking about, liberty and so that's where i want to go to and i'm going to try i know this has been kind of a preachy series and the podcast isn't always intended to be preachy but i'm a preacher and this is the word of god and we're talking about making wise decisions and so this is just it's just what it is going to end up being sometimes guys um but in first corinthians 8 what we have is we have paul talking about uh liberty, but specifically through this example of food that was offered to idols. And so in first Corinthians 8, 4, Paul says to the church at Corinth, as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifices unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. And so Paul is telling the church at Corinth, listen, this this food that you're finding in the marketplace that is offered to idols, we know that idols are nothing they're false gods and the pagans who offer food to them it's th- this is nothing that eating it is not going to harm you you have Christ in you man like and so that's what he's saying it's it's not sin that's the it when the Corinthians are trying to determine should we do this thing because they're like oh man I don't know we're Christians this is food maybe it's cheaper I don't know they're, it's just in the marketplace but they they know that it's been offered to idols should we eat it well, Paul says, Hey, it's not sin. That's what he's letting them know. But does that mean they should just skip down to do it? All right, let's eat it. Or are there other things we should consider going down in first Corinthians eight? If you have your Bible with you, if you're, if you're just listening, you know, just, you know, I'm reading it to you. But if you, if you happen to be sitting down and you want to grab your Bible app, first Corinthians eight, seven says, "Howbeit, There is not in every man that knowledge. For some with conscience of the idol unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol and their conscience, being weak is defiled. And so he he says, listen, not everybody understands that idols are nothing. And there are some guys who eat this meat offered unto an idol and think that they know exactly what they're doing. And the whole point is that with their conscience, they're, they're eating it, offering it to this idol. But Paul says, listen, it, verse eight, but meat commendeth us not to God. For neither if we eat, are we the better; neither if we eat not, are we the worse. Paul says, "Listen, for us it's not sin." But First Corinthians eight nine. Here's where we get this key word stumbling block. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. All right, so we have a couple of words that we need to to define here: stumbling block and Liberty we talked about last week already, right? The freedom that we have in Christ. Liberty from something but to something else. Go back and see last week's if you haven't seen it yet. But stumbling block and, and to them that are weak. What, what is a stumbling block, right? So we look back at our flow chart. Can it be? Can this decision that I'm going to make or whatever I'm looking at, what I'm trying to think biblically about, can this be a stumbling block? Is it something that if it's placed in front of somebody, it would cause them to stumble? That's the idea. It's just, it's a picture, right? Is this something, if I do it, and and another brother, not talking about the lost world now, we're talking about brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, if they see me, would this cause them to stumble? And the reason we know that it's brothers is, is because to them that are weak is the context here. If we keep going in the chapter, verse 10, it says, for if any man see thee, which has knowledge, sit at meat in the idol's temple. Shall not the conscious of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother, weak brother, perish for whom Christ died. See, we're talking this is the context. These are brothers in Christ for whom Christ died, right? The weak brother is the fellow Christian who doesn't know that what you're doing isn't sin. Maybe he's a newer Christian. Maybe he hasn't been around that long. Maybe God just saved him out of paganism or alcoholism or whatever it is, whatever the, you know, the uh The example may be, and Paul says, man, what if a young believer who doesn't know much sees you at that idol's temple and you're not sinning by eating this meat? We've already covered that. It's not sin to eat this meat. It's not. But does that believer know that you're not worshiping that? This is what he's telling the church at Corinth, right? Does, does that guy now think, oh man, maybe it's okay to do this thing. and, And then he goes and does it, but, but he just thought that man, I, I was eating idolatrous food not too long ago, but now I'm I'm confused and and it's a stumbling block. That's what you're doing. You're causing someone to stumble and and because they're not sure and it's based on your actions that weren't even sin in the first place, right? Romans fourteen nineteen said, "Let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify one another." And last week we talked about like, hey man, this sounds like you're telling me when I make decisions I got to start thinking about what other people think and. And, and not just what I think. Yeah, that's part of, of being a Christian. We are ambassadors for Christ. We talked about that last week. We're representatives for Christ. And so now, not only when we make decisions and walk in this world, are we concerned with what the lost world thinks of us because we're ambassadors for Christ in this lost world and displaying the gospel to, to them. We're a written testament to them, a, a living testament to them of who God is. But we're also a testimony to other brothers and sisters in the faith who maybe are not as mature in their faith as we are. And that's where we have to start thinking about when liberty can become sin. Oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Well, again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, down in verse 12, but when ye sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Paul says when you take something that he just said isn't a sin, and this specific example is eating meat that was offered to idols, not a sin, but you do so in a way that causes it to be a stumbling block in front of an, a weaker believer who, who has a weaker faith, who doesn't understand everything that you understand. You're so, you know, you're so flippant in your liberty that you're just, you know, manif- you're just showing every, all of your liberty and you cause another younger, weaker believer to stumble. Paul says that you have sinned against that brother. And you've wounded their weak conscience, and by extension, you've sinned against Christ. And so your liberty, which you have to do this thing that isn't sin, has become sin because we made unwise, biblical, unbiblical decisions. And that's where we got to start thinking more biblically, guys. And when we make decisions and what we do is like, listen... I, I know this is a higher calling than just living unto ourselves, but we're not called to live unto ourselves. We're called to live unto Christ and, and to die to ourselves, and to live for Christ and to die to ourselves and to serve others. That's what love does. Love serves other people. And so liberty can become sin. That's why we need to balance our liberty with love. And so discernment comes in not only balancing our liberty in Christ with our testimony for Christ, but also balancing our liberty in Christ with our love for other brothers. And so we don't want to cause someone to question their faith and cause them to sin because that that's sin. That's what the Bible tells us. And so it's the responsibility of the strong in faith to encourage and to edify the weak in the faith, right? So 1 Corinthians 8:13 this is kind of the resolution here. Paul says wherefore here here's the conclusion. If this meat if meat makes my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Paul says, here's how much I care about my liberty. If there's someone here, and what I do is going to offend that brother's faith. Now, I'm not saying offend in our current cultural climate. I'm talking about offend their faith to where you're you're, you're making their weak conscious. You're a stumbling block, and you're causing them to fall. Paul says, I ain't going to do that thing. Well, doesn't he have liberty? Yeah, but Paul cares more about that believer than he does about his liberty in Christ, than his liberty to do things that he wants to do. Do we care about that kind of stuff? Do we think that way? That's how you think biblically. Romans 14, 21. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine. There's your drinking again. Nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. Romans 15, 1. We then that are strong. In the faith, that's the idea, not physically strong. The, the idea is strong in the faith. It's in this idea of liberty. That's the context. Not even talking necessarily about financial things. We, we always use Romans 15, one for financial stuff so much. It's like, it's talking about faith and, it, and it's talking about uh, liberty. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. And so we've been called to a much higher calling than pleasing ourselves, brothers and sisters. We've been called unto liberty. And so that's a high calling, and it's a hard calling. But if we want to make biblical and wise decisions, this is what we need to start asking ourselves. You know, you're making a decision about something your boss asked you to do at work, or something that you can do to move up in your field, or something that you want to do at school to make friends, or whatever it is, or stuff online that you're seeing, and you're making decisions about how you should think about things. Well, first of all, is it sin? Next question, can it harm my testimony? Next question, can it be a stumbling block to other brothers and sisters? That's important. And the reason we need to start thinking like this, and, and this is going to kind of wrap up our, our talk on liberty the last two weeks, and we'll continue down this uh, flow chart in the next couple of weeks, is Philippians 2. Philippians 2 shows us why we need to consider other people when we make decisions. First, uh, Philippians 2 verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, colon. What's the mind? Here it is. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, because he was divine. He was 100% God, 100% human. That's his deity. Although, verse 7, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The example that we have, the mind that Paul and the word of God says that should be in us was the mind that Christ had, dying to self and living to serve others. That's the example that we have. And so if we're going to think biblically about things, here's our flowchart after we've, if we're not sure if, if it's sin, don't do the thing, man. That, that's, that's all I have. to. That's why I tell you. So I tell everybody, if you're like, is it sin? Yeah. Then don't do it. Well, you can make all excuses you want. If it's sin, don't do it. If you're not sure, that's when you start asking yourself these questions. Well, can it harm my testimony? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Well, can it be a stumbling block to other believers? Well, maybe, but like, I really want to do it. And I don't know if anybody will be there. This is where you start catching yourself in your own selfishness is when you start making excuses when you're like, yeah, it probably can be a stumbling block to other believers. Okay, well, what do you care more about? You care more about other brothers and sisters in Christ or do you care more about your liberty? I'm not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't do because you have liberty. But if we want to think biblically, we need to take these biblical principles and seek to be wise. And that is the next question. If you can make it through those first three levels and say and answer those questions as either no or not sure, the next question is, well, is it wise? How do we determine if something is wise or not? Obviously in the Bible, but uh, we'll talk about that more next week. So check back here next Wednesday, same time, same place on Ministry and Missions Unfiltered. Thanks, guys. See you next time.